Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GoDigital, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them, from the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. Hi, everyone. It's time for another Ask Maureen. At the end of every month, I do these Ask Maureen's where you can ask questions. I have a good number of questions today. I want to start this out with a shout out to the people that have followed me on Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, well, maybe you do. Maybe you're following other creators on Patreon, but it's a way of supporting the work of individuals who you you know you like and you follow. So I have a Patreon account now. It's just getting going. And the way it works is there are tiers. And the tiers are you can be a photo sleuth for $3 a month for access to my Patreon only content. There's content that you'll only see on Patreon or you'll see it first on Patreon and you get shout outs and thank yous. And then there's a photo preserver level for $5 a month and you get an access to the shout outs and the thank yous and the Patreon only content. And then early access to sales and course registration. I do have a new course. Yes, I do. I have a new course and I'll offer coupons for it um, in the Patreon only. It's on photo albums and it's due to drop in May. We also get outtakes and extras from each podcast. If you're a photo investigator for $10 a month, you get all of that plus a free bonus monthly newsletter filled with good things. Plus on Patreon, I am creating new content, blog posts, videos, audios, how-to kinds of things. It's about creating a community. And in that, I want to thank you. I want to do a shout out right now to the following individuals who have signed up to be a Patreon supporter. I really, really appreciate it. Joyce and Gretchen and Cindy, Denise, Helen, William, Carol, Diane, Robert, Annie, and Mary. Thank you so much for your support. I look forward to creating a lot of content for you that you'll really love. So let's see, what have I got? Oh, so much. I've got uh, Celia. Celia McNay asked a question. How do I safely remove photos from a spiral bound album, the kind with the sticky page covered with a sheet of cellophane? 
Celia, that's called a magnetic album. And they were really, really popular. And you can still buy them today. I have some of my high school memories in those. And I've been trying to get them out. Sometimes you're lucky and the glue releases and everything just drops out. That's what happened with one of those that my mom created. I picked it up and all the photos, so much for figuring out the order of them. They literally just fell right off the page. If you are not so lucky... You can use Glide Dental Floss or really thin unwaxed dental floss, wrap it around your fingers like you're going to floss your teeth and try to very gently pull it underneath the image. You want to be really careful because if there are really old, thin paper images on those pages, you can destroy the pictures. It'll cut right through um, and then you'll have another problem. You also want to make sure you photograph or scan each page first so that you can recreate the order in another album. So Celia, that's my question about that. Then we had another question. Oh, I don't have the name of the person who submitted it, but this jumps a little bit off the photo realm and into sort of general genealogy. And this person asked, there are so many family tree sites. They've been with Ancestry for years and there's Family Search and My Heritage and Find My Past and many others. How do we know which one might be best for us? Well, it, it depends because they're all a little bit different. What is the best way to scan pictures from a yearbook? You can photograph the entire page with your smartphone if you have a smartphone, or you can lay that book down on a scanner. Just be careful you don't break the binding and then scan the image that you want from the yearbook. And I'm assuming this is just for personal use, obviously. And then, oh, what else did I want to say about yearbooks? Yeah, so you want to photograph the page. You can use a portable photo studio like Shotbox, for instance, to photograph the pages of a book. Let's see. William Miller wants to know if I have any personal experience with a photo stick or album saver. These are both USB storage devices. And I actually do not recommend using a USB storage device. They don't last very long. If you want to use one of those temporarily just to share all your images with someone else, then fine, but then upload them to another hard drive or a computer. I don't recommend using them because they're not very stable for very long. And Elizabeth, you are absolutely right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot all about the New England Historic Genealogical Society. I also have a subscription there. I used to work there for a number of years and they have nice features as well. So sometimes, so here's what I do. I have multiple windows open and if I can't find what I need on one site, I often then go to another site and search the same information to see if the search engine works a little bit differently. So if I can't find something on Ancestry and it's a New England record, then I'll go over to the New England Historic Genealogical Society site, American Ancestors and search there. And sometimes I'm able to find something that I couldn't find on another site. And I don't know why, but it works and it works for me. And I often have, you know, six tabs, seven tabs open at the same time when I'm doing the research. All right, let's go back to the question. I had somebody write to me this week and say that their great aunt gave them 76 photo albums <laughs> and what they should do with them. And it was a, a long email, but we came up with a solution, which is, you know, scan and upload and share and you know, caption and all of that. This person, whose name I didn't get, said that their great aunt gave them a large collection of family photos shortly before she died, but she had no idea 
of who most of the people were and how would I start to figure out who the individuals could be without a great deal of financial cost. So, all right, this is a commercial. All I'm going to say is my book, Family Photo Detective, which is available on amazon.com. It's also available on my website if you want to autograph copy is the best source to get started with. It teaches you the techniques that I use to identify a photograph. And also you should, you could listen to my podcasts, which give you lots of information on how to do this. I also have free webinars that you can watch to help you figure out who's in those pictures, but please don't give up. There is a way, you know, your great aunt gave them to you. Probably it's a mixture of family and friends. So the first thing I would do is become familiar with my techniques, the signature five of the who, what, where, when, and why of an image. And then I would look at the images and try to figure out timeframes for them. See if you see any matching faces. You might want to try to find a large space to work in, like a folding uh, banquet table, if you have room for that somewhere, or a big dining room table. Spread them out and see what you've got. Um, because you'll be able to see some patterns. You probably see some images taken with the same camera. There might be, be some snapshots. And you'll be able to create sort of a timeline of the family photographs. And then first and foremost, in addition to all the photo stuff that you're doing, you need a family tree, an extensive family tree, because you need to know who's living when and where, because that will help you identify the photographs as well. Someone wanted to know where was the best place to store the digital pictures? So I have several different methods. I used MemoryWeb, of course, and I love that. It's a photo organizer for genealogists. So I created by genealogists and I use it because it, it also acts like a backup when my computer crashed and I had to have it taken back to factory settings. Of course, I had backups, but... I wanted to access my images quickly, so I used MemoryWeb for that, and then I can download it with the metadata, which is kind of cool. I have a portable SSD drive. It is a solid drive, so they tend to last longer, but these will all have to be replaced. The drives will have to be replaced. They don't last forever. And then I use iCloud because I'm on a Mac, so I have multiple backups. And there's even one collection that I have backed up on Dropbox as well because I don't know what I would do if I lost that. It's all the photographs scanned by a particular organization. And I feel a great deal of responsibility to keep them for everyone. All right, let's see. I think we have some questions here as well. Yeah, 76 albums. Yowza, right? That's going to take him a really long time. But he's up for the challenge. You had a question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, Elizabeth. You emailed me and said that people were sort of razzing you about the photograph of these little boys with long hair in about 1900 or a few years earlier. And I said they were not odd. This was actually styles. And this weekend I'm doing a photo detective roadshow for the Eastern Washington Genealogical Society. And somebody submitted a photograph of little boys with long curls and a big curl on top of his head. So there was a children's book, the little Lord Fauntleroy look is what those that little boy is wearing, which included satin pants, banana curls, a little jacket, lots of ruffles on the shirt. It was quite popular at the end of the 19th and even into the early 20th century, dressing little boys like the character in this book. And our ancestors and, and ourselves, our, our fashion and trends are influenced not just by designers, 
but by things that we read in books for us, movies for our early 20th century ancestors, movies as well. The silent films of the 1920s gave rise to the smoky eye makeup that has almost not gone away. And so we find our inspiration in many different places. Fashion dribbles at us from various avenues. So Elizabeth, I hope that helps, but it was really great. So look up the book, Little Love Font Leroy. So the banana curls of that Little Love Font Leroy look at some point, and I can't remember exactly when, but notable uh, citizens of New York City wanted to put a statue to her in Central Park, the woman who wrote Little Love Font Leroy series. And some of the notable men of New York put their foot down and said, absolutely not. That fashion made the, our lives miserable and we don't want to have any part of it. And we don't think that woman deserves a statue because of, you know, basically that style. So it's very funny. All right, hold on. I'm going to get you a couple more questions. Do I post unknown photos on Ancestry? So when you post a photo on Ancestry, they pretty much are posted to or attached to a person. Now, that doesn't mean you couldn't attach a whole lot of images to that person if you're pretty sure you know that that was part of their collection. You could do that and put unknown photos up. I'm not sure what it would get you, though, because you wouldn't be able to tag them. That's the problem. So in an upcoming podcast called America's New Pandemic Hobby, I'm talking about the desire everybody has. I'm getting so many emails to reconnect these photographs with living descendants. So people are buying more stuff online and trying to find a connection. There's a woman who used a Google Drive to do that. Facebook is a great place. You could do a family page on Facebook. Say this is the I don't know, Taylor family photos because you know that's the surname. And then create albums of your unidentified images and ask family members to weigh in on who you think they are. You can also link to some people on your family tree there. You can do a lot of stuff like that. I do not put unidentified images on Ancestry. I don't put very many of my images on Ancestry. Just a couple, like a profile picture kind of thing. Somebody asked where their pictures were in Picasso. I used Picasso for a long time. I actually represented the company in the very beginning, way back when. And it was fun to learn more about Picasso and how it worked with Google, but they have not supported that program for a number of years now. There are some articles online that you can read to try to help you find your online photos, which supposedly were transferred into Google Photos, but not all. I didn't have mine that way, so Picasso was not a good backup. I wouldn't recommend necessarily using Google Photos either. They're making some changes to what they keep and what they don't. It would be better to use something like Adobe Photoshop or Memory Web, Adobe Bridge, something like that. Someone wants to know how they can watch a class that they purchased from me. So when you go to MaureenTaylor.com, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little login. You'll see the login with your username and password. If you don't know your password, you can reset it. And then once you're logged in, you'll see this menu on the left and courses is one of the options. You click that, then click the title of the course, then click the title of the lesson, and it's all right there. And there, when you're watching the class or a particular lesson, you'll even see a little materials tag and that will be for handouts if there's one for that session. Whew. All right, one more question that was emailed me 
and then I will get to your questions. I have an old photo in a frame with glass that has about a dime size area stuck to the glass. How can I get it off without destroying the photo? That is actually something that you need a professional conservator for. So some images in the early 20th century were actually adhered to glass, but that's not what you're describing. You're describing a photo that maybe had a wet spot that stuck to the glass. You can't get that off yourself. Your best action is to scan it at a high resolution from the glass, glass down on the scanner, so that you don't pull the image away. And then if it's a really important image to you, then I would find a photo conservator. And there's only so many of those in the United States. But if you need help finding one, email me and I'll let you know. There's an organization that has a list of them that you can use. John, you mentioned that last weekend you set up a dual display on your PC computer. One is set up on VGA and the other DVI cable. It is absolutely awesome to be able to drag multiple application windows to the additional monitor. That is what I just did. I just dragged a window over there. If you have multiple ports on your Mac, you may want to look into whether or not you can do this. And I already have done it. Yes, and I love it. So that worked just fine. I love my second monitor. I didn't buy the best resolution monitor. It was what was available last March. Oh, let's see. I have a lot of photos on DVD, CDs. How can I download them fast? I have over 500. I use the backup in the 80s and 90s. Wanda, I really, really hope that those DVDs and CDs are still readable. The magnetic media has a tendency to deteriorate. I would love to hear from you as to whether or not you can do that. If you don't have a computer with a CD drive or a DVD drive, you can buy portable ones. They're actually really inexpensive. I think I saw one for like $25 the other night because my husband and I were talking about that. Jennifer, yes, deadfred.com is a great place to put unidentified images, but people are branching out from deadfred too because they have a whole collection dedicated to one family. So if the woman has a lot of images from the same family group, she may want to create a different type, use a different method for uploading and then sharing those images other than Dead Fred. Dead Fred's sort of like you got one picture, you don't know who it is, you put that up there, you get a mystery image or two. But if you have a whole collection, you really want to be able to share that in total. All right, what do we got? Can you help me narrow down a time frame for this photo? It was a tintype. Generally, I don't do photo identifications on this because I offer them on Wednesday mornings for single photos. Oh, isn't that an interesting photo? So what happens during the consults are we talk about uh, all the different details in this image from who you think it is to who might be in your family that it fits to what the background looks like. And I will give you one key tip is the little string tie that he's wearing and the backdrop. But I'd be happy, Alana, to meet with you if you're more interested in a photo consultation. Melanie, any tips on corralling today's photos to print? Generally sort by month and year. And I was thinking at minimum to get one of those hundred print. You're talking about like a chat book. Is that what you're talking about, Melanie? They're kind of cool. They're most, the chat books I think are just for Instagram. So you can print out all your Instagram photos and put them in one place to share them with family. You can print 
uh, good quality prints from your digital images using there's a, so many websites. So you can use Snapfish or Shutterfly. You should definitely look at chat books. I've been trying to get them to do an interview for the podcast. Oh, we're trying really hard because I think I think this is what people are want to do, right? They they want to have the tangible photographs so that family can look at them. It's all well and good to have a lot of digital imaging, but you don't want to gather the family around your laptop to look at the pictures. It's just not as satisfying as sitting down with an album. And if you have a paper book that's a copy of your digitals, you can add other information. I mean, that's the whole idea behind uh, digital photo organizers and sharing information. Look at the chat books and see what, what that does for you. Look at Shutterfly and Snapfish. It can be a little pricey, but they do offer coupons at certain times of the year. And then you have to arrange them. Or the story I like to tell is one holiday we were making a book for family. And of course, I went completely overboard. I laid the whole thing out using Snapfish. I put captions. I put them in order. I did a lot of stuff. And my husband had a whole bunch of family photos, just random snapshots from the last 20 years. And there was a populate automatically button. So it took me like three or four days to do this. And he just hit the automatic populate. And he had his album done in, you know, no time and ordered. So it depends on what you want to do with them all, Melanie. But do let me know what you decide and how it works out. Because I can feature that in a future Ask Maureen. I know I use Memory Web, but there are other programs as well. But Memory Web for me, I can upload my images. I can add all the metadata. I know that all that metadata is embedded in the digital image. And I know that I can export those pictures with the metadata printed beneath. So that might help you as well. So it mightn't be like a fancy photo book that you've created. But it might be a notebook that you create with images and then all the metadata is below it. And you can put captions and dates and locations and people and everything. Check it out. They do have a trial. And if you want to save 30% on a year subscription to MemoryWeb, use PD30 as your coupon code and you'll save uh, 30% off the year. And that's going to go away soon. That was sort of an introductory tip. All right. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much for joining me. Follow me on YouTube, Facebook to stay up to date. If you're interested, I do have the Patreon and thank you for your support. And again, thank you to everyone that is already a Patreon subscriber. I will talk to you soon. See you next month. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. Leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. See you next time.
I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.